Welcome to Devon Dragon Radio. I'm your host, Emma Rostrack. I'm here with special guest, author Kate McCoy. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Hello. <laughs> and you have several books out, about 15, as we were just discussing a few minutes ago. Which was your first and which is your last release? Um, the very first is the um, Guarding Light. It's part of the, the trilogy. So that's the trilogy that started it all. And then my latest books are the ones you see on the wall back here. Mm -hmm. um, Blackout and Whiteout. So um, what led you into the world of being an author? I've always loved writing ever since I was little. I mean, super little. And um, what really got me excited about it was, I'll never forget, I was in the fourth grade and we used to have these weekly readers and we would have to read them. Mm -hmm. And then one of the stories in the weekly reader was done by a fourth grader. And I was like a fourth grader. I was like, wow, if a fourth grader can write, that's what I want to do. And then so I always used to write and everything. And then when I actually start to go to college, my original major was journalism. But then, you know, my mom was like, no one's going to pay a black woman to write. And, you know, and um, which I tell my kids never to do and they don't um, don't let someone discourage you. But, you know, I was really young and she did discourage me and I switched my major. Well, that's pity. But I, I understand making mom happy. Yeah, my, my but she, you know, I should have realized she just grew up in a different era than we, than us. Well, that happens. You know, we get our ancestors and they tell us, you know, regardless of age, sex, gender, nationality, whatever, don't do this because someone's not going to pay X amount of money for this to happen. Exactly. Well, it's because of the generation they grew up with. Exactly. So we're fighting this now and today. And look at you with 15 books out. Imagine yeah. what, what you could have done if you went to journalism. It may not have led it to your books or uh, it have. May have. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, um, yeah, I think about that. But we, it's weird. I do think about that all the time. Mm -hmm. I don't, it's not like a super regret. It's just, mm -hmm. you know, a different road. It took look, took longer. Well, it's okay. Because sometimes the road we take today is the one where we're meant to take anyways right. it's that's not, true it's uh, not always something that's easy that is going to be right there in front of us yeah it, and then um because um I don't know I just always loved it I just loved writing and then um I'm a I'm a mother of five mm -hmm. and you know a single mom <laughs> of five and um so I was always working you know after I switched my major and everything I was just constantly working to I I've had two three or four jobs ever since I was 18 and so I was always working and then I had an accident in my mid 40s mid to late 40s mm -hmm. and um I broke my leg in two places mm -hmm. um I sprained both ankles and I, I um tore a ligament so I had a cast on my right leg from my hip to my ankle, I had a knee brace on my left and both ankles were wrapped and I was in a wheelchair for almost three months. And then after I had 18, um, you know, 18 months of rehab, physical therapy. And then, but I was so depressed because I had never been home during the day mm -hmm. and it was so depressing. And the stuff that passed for daytime television was like, oh my God, you know? <laughs> so, um, and then I, and then my, you know, I guess I was being a pity party. So my adult daughter, she goes, you know, mom, 
She's like, you, you said you never had time to finish your degree. You never had time to write. Well, guess what? Now you do. And so that's what I did. I, I said, she's right. I should stop complaining and whining and write. Exactly. In 2011, I had a, a medical emergency, ended up being in a wheelchair, unable to communicate at all, except for typing. Wow. And that led into 2013 of writing my first book because I was right there with you. Daytime television sucks. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. Same year too. That's I, my first book was um, published in 2013. Wow. I wrote it in 2012, but it got published in 2013. That <laughs> that is weird. That we're both have medical issues. Both were, yeah. well, led to writing, and both got published same year. <laughs> That's so cool. Um, is, that is fun facts that we little tippet we add in here. Yeah, I actually um on on Amazon I made I got the little bestseller um banner for um like three of my books the the trilogy, mm -hmm. but it was only for hours like uh like on the release day of Guarding Light it made it to three in um women's fiction um um suspense. Mm -hmm. It made it to four and inter um, interracial. It made it to four, mm -hmm. and but it was for like six or seven hours. I said, you know, you know how they take the picture yeah. of their banners and their mm -hmm. bestseller banner and everything with their mm -hmm. book and everything. And I says, oh, I'll do it later. I'll do it later. And then, but you know, I then went it back goes away. And it, yes, because I was literally on the bestsellers list for eight hours. I was there for like six hours for my French. Um, translation of my first book oh wow <laughs> it was my first book too that was up there it was eight my it was the trilogy mm -hmm. the first book the one two and three they were all up there for eight six and six mm -hmm. hours on the yeah. day of that they were they released yeah so I have the screenshot on from Amazon where it was an Amazon bestseller because I took mm -hmm. a screenshot because I didn't know how to get the banner on there right and everyone got mad because it's not a bestseller well it was when I took the screenshot. <laughs> yes, it was. That's what I, and that's what I wanted to. I wanted to, um, but I was like, oh, I'll just get it later. I'll get, you know, I wasn't thinking about, you know, that right. it's like an ongoing calculation, you know? Right. It, and I, I didn't think about it. And then it, it was gone. <laughs> like well, first, first time authors, we're, we're teaching a class now. First time authors, if you get to bestseller, take your screenshot, get your banner right then and there, yes. because it won't get be it. there in eight hours. Yeah, and I loved that. It was so exciting seeing that little orange banner that said bestseller. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and that little number sign with the three and then a number sign with the four. Mm -hmm. It was like, it was nice. It gets there and we don't always get it right when it's there. And it's yeah. there for just a blip. Yeah, the, the closest that I got, the closest that I got to overall bestseller, mm -hmm. you know, they only do the top 100 mm -hmm. in bestselling. The closest that I got like overall on Amazon was 328. Yeah. Well, that's so good. I mean, considering how many books are on Amazon. Yeah. Well, my, my first publisher, my, my, my first publisher, my book was in like the two millions mm -hmm. overall. Yeah. I understand yeah. that. I mean, the very first, well, excuse me, very first publisher I had, it didn't do it. Well, it's sold books. I can actually go to my local Barnes and Nobles uh, mm -hmm. here and still get the original copy of the first edition 
of my first book. Wow. That's cool. They have 10 copies in the store. I think less than 10 now, but they have the very first edition of the first cover of the first book that I wrote. That's but cool. I never got paid from the publisher. Yeah, I never got, that's what happened. I, I signed a five-year contract and, um, and I was seeing my book everywhere. It was, it, it was in Barnes and Nobles. It was on Amazon. It was just, I even saw it at eBay. There were, it was in online bookstores and everything. Mm -hmm. And then um, I, I never got anything, not one penny for that book. Mm -hmm. And um, she was telling me something about rolling threshold, like, you have to reach the threshold before you can get a royalty, she was saying. So I sell that many books, but then it rolls. Mm -hmm. The threshold moves. And I'm like, I thought that sounds like a scam. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a scam to me too. As a publisher, I understand royalties. If I, you don't get the $20 mark thing, you still have like $4 in this, uh, this section, three months or what, four months, whatever you're, you know, you still have $4. So next time you get the royalties, they have $4 plus whatever the next thing is. Next one is right. Yeah. And see, I didn't understand it at all. And um, I should have never signed it. And then I said, I want to get out of the contract, but then, you know, you have to pay to terminate the contract early. And so the first year I couldn't afford it. The second year I couldn't afford it. Third year I couldn't afford it. And the fourth year I was like, you know, I'll beg and borrow to get out of this contract. And I did, because I was not going to, spend another year with getting absolutely nothing and being like the two millionth or three millionth overall on Amazon. No, I understand them perfectly. And I'm sorry that you had that experience with your publisher. That's atrocious. And as a author's guild member, I'm like, that should never happen. And you should never have to pay to get out of contract. Yeah. that, that They were like um, production. And I was like, you know, because I said, you're a traditional publisher. I shouldn't, you know, I don't pay, you know, and I didn't, uh, I didn't pay for any production or anything or anything like that. And, um, but um, I didn't get any royalties either. Something the whole, the whole four years, I never got one penny. Yeah. I'm not sure what happened there. Cause I, that's another company. I can't go through their books, obviously. Yeah. Well, they, well, um, I wasn't the only one who reported them to the Better Business Bureau. And so, you know, they're defunct now, but they were horrible. We find publishers that are horrible like that. I mean, you go to certain publishers, you can, an author says, okay, I want to know my book sales. I can get you book sales based on what I have. And if you're in international sales, it takes mm -hmm. three months for the book sales to come up. Now, if I get paid for international, it takes me three months to see the book sales, another three months to get paid. Oh, hmm. Yeah, that's that's how um, Amazon is. They're, my royalties are like two months behind. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it takes it takes these companies now because if you're in a box store, I'm, I'm teaching a class again. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. But it's okay. Where if, were you when I was going? In 2013. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know this in 2013. Uh, I just learned this in the last couple of years. But if you're selling a book, you have 60 to 90 days to return the book to whatever bookseller they have. 
So mm-hmm. this royalties that an author gets are held for that 90 day period. Well, then they don't send the royalty check to the publisher till after for one pay period. So one pay period is actually 90 days after they get the clear. Oh, so it's like a business quarter. Yeah. Like the quarter. So in the, in the corporate world, they use quarters and it's three months. Yeah. So if, and it's rolling every three months. So it's not a quarter technically, it's a quarter from when the book sold. sold. It's, so if it's January, you get in six months. If it's February, another six months. So it's ro- rolling every six months from the other month, if that makes sense. Yes, it does. And, um, but, um, so I'm a combination of, I'm a hybrid because mm-hmm. I'm in, because of that experience, I, I was afraid to do publishing mm-hmm. with another publisher, but, mm-hmm. um, the publisher that I have now, she's really good, but, um, she wanted the type where all my writing, everything that I write goes through her and she publishes. And I was like, can't do that because I'm a screenwriter too. So yeah, you can't you do that. Can't. I said, I can't, you can't do that. I said, why don't we just do the trilogy and that's it. Mm-hmm. And, and then, and then I did my other books. I released them indie mm-hmm. myself. And then, you know, but I, I wish I knew whatever it is she did, but she's the one who got me on the um, bestsellers up there. Um, well, that's, that's a lot of SEO marketing. That's a lot of having a marketing team, mm-hmm. having your ARC readers. That's a lot of promotion through podcasts like this. And with you being a screenwriter, you should also have an IMDB where people can find I, you. I'm waiting for it to be, I, because you have to make so much before you can have your IMDB, um, you know, yeah, you ha- yeah, you have to have made at least a certain amount of dollars, mm-hmm. and you know, I've written, I've Honey, written, I, I, I ha- I'm screenwriter too, I'm also producer. Uh-huh. You do not need to have anything in sales for IMDB to really? yourself. The profile, you pay twenty dollars a month, and you mine sign is up. Broken. I, I keep mine cloaked until I get, uh, I'm waiting until I get, you know, paid, <laughs> you know. Well, you don't list what you're working on, mm-hmm. but you can list your name as a screenwriter. Okay. And then be found. Then when you do these podcasts, if you're like me and you list your podcast on IMDb, you get found that way too. It's all really? about, yes. So this podcast, as we're talking when it airs, will be listed on Author Talk, Dove and Dragon Author Talk via IMDb with hmm. the episode number and the air date. And then you can tag yourself in the cast. Well, I'm going to do, I'm going to uncloak it and do that. <laughs> I, hide, I, I hide mine. I hide mine <laughs> because um, I wrote, um, this producer she um she found me on LinkedIn mm-hmm. and she she just gave me an idea mm-hmm. uh she goes this is my idea can you write it and then so I wrote the pilot and like three other episodes and then um she gave me this idea but it was so boring and I got rid of things and I made things I I, I made it like you know you want to watch it and yeah. then I, you know 
and I, I, I read, I read it to, I read the pilot and the first, the second episode to my daughter. And she's like, wow, that's really good. And I says, and this doesn't even resemble a little bit of what she gave me. I kept her character's names and mm-hmm. I changed everything. And then um, she got a, a, she got a, a call back. Um, she, tr- she went to HBO, but it was the universal that ended up wanting it. Okay. And then um, they were in the development stage and then um, COVID hit. Of course. And then after COVID and, you know, and everybody started going out and everything, she contacted me and she's like, um, they're, they're going to shelf it because during COVID, there's too many other things like it that came out. And I'm mm-hmm. like, whatever. Yeah. So you can't list it on your IMDb, yeah, but honestly. anything you, you can list your books on IMDb. Really? Yes. There, um, the, the, this, this, my latest, they're, mm-hmm. it, they're actually, it's a screenplay. Okay. It was originally a screenplay. Usually you take a book and you make it as you adapt it into a screenplay, but this was a screenplay first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wrote it for a contest and then, um, uh, and that, um, I, I did, I got this spread in this, um, UK magazine and mm-hmm. it was, um, it was like, uh, indie, indie hybrid indie author releases three in one day and that's what it was called the triple play yeah and i do and i and i um released it on um new year's eve hmm. all three of them it was and it was it, and like all the commercials the little trailers that i made it was like um uh three screenplays three different genres and one author it released on this uh, released on one day wow and I, I i wanted to do something that um no other writer had done. And I, you know, I'm looking it up and I said, nope, no one's done it. And so what they were, they were original, they were original screenplays that I wrote for contests. Mm-hmm. Like my, my horror movie, my horror movie screenplay made the finals. And then um, uh, I had a horror, a sci-fi, and this is action thriller romance. Yeah. And so, um, and I just released them all on the same day. And it was... I was driving my family crazy. I was trying to get it done, trying to switch them over. And I said, I'm not going to get done in enough time. I'm not going to get enough. And the same daughter who was telling me to stop being a pity, she's like, but she's really super smart. Um, and she's like, mom, she's like, if you don't think you're going to finish it in enough time to release them, she goes, make them two-parter. And that's what I did. And that's mm-hmm. how I ended up with blackout and then whiteout blackout too. Awesome. Yeah. Okay, so when you have a screenplay author, most screenplay authors are just screenplay authors. They only write screenplays. But when you have one that adapts from books to screenplay or screenplay to books, which I do both, which yeah. is extremely hard to do. <laughs> it is. It's, it's a very, and people don't understand that it's, a, it's an entirely different type of writing. It is. I mean, you take a book, okay, take, a, take Harry Potter the book. Okay, we all know Harry Potter. Cut out half of it, take out all the detail, all the fun stuff. And this is a screenplay. This isn't what we see on TV. This is what we're reading as a screenplay. Right. I so, love it. And then you take the screenplay. Now you have to put everything back into it. Back in. To make a book. I know, but I love this. I love this. And it says based on her, because I wasn't even going to do this. Um, a friend mm-hmm. of mine told me to do it. Yes. you know, based on her original screenplay. That is awesome. And I was like, 
And she's like, aren't those screenplays? I said, yeah. She goes, well, add that. I said, but they didn't, they didn't, they're not made into movies. And she goes, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. If it's a registered screenplay. Mm -hmm. If it's a registered screenplay and you put it on the book as a registered screenplay, now you can add your um, WGA number into your copyright. Now, when a producer reads the book, if there are anyone in the film world reads the book, now they know to look for the screenplay on the WGA register. Wow, that's clever. I, I would have never known that. You, you, you're good. Because uh, the, the public, because um, I used to like advertise and market myself as uh, romantic suspense, romantic mm-hmm. suspense. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then my, um, the publisher that I have now, she's like, She's like, I noticed that all your female characters are black and all your male main characters are white. And I said, well, I said, you know, that old saying, right? What you know, you know, mm-hmm. uh, it's like my, my, my kids are half white. So, you know, yeah. you write what you know, <laughs> you know? And, and she goes, she goes, well, that's a niche. She goes, do you know, she goes, that's like a big genre. Mm-hmm. And so she, she adds that, you know, you know, she's like interracial author. And yeah. I was like, and I was like, I, it never even occurred to me to market it that way. It, there's things as an author we think about and we really don't think about it until someone points it out. Right. Once, and that's how it was. points it out, then go, oh, that works. It's like, okay, I own a publishing house. I have a entrepreneur magazine that we publish this book baby that I came up with happened because Damon John from FUBU was doing a thing on LinkedIn where he was doing blogs. Come interview me for a blog. Well, I know nothing about blogging, <laughs> but I know how to write. So I created a entrepreneur magazine. That is awesome. Yes. That, that's why I said um, I don't know the business side of it. I just, I just write, you know, Right. <laughs> when I, I just give props when people give me an idea and then I run with it. That's, the, that's what happened. And they're like, how do you get your ideas? And I was like, life dreams, conversations, you know, like sometimes I'll just be talking with one of my kids or just having a conversation at work. And I don't know where it comes from. It just happens. This idea pops in my head and I was like, oh my God, that would make a great book. Mm-hmm. it's like you know but um all my um because usually when people say they're a multi-genre that they mean they write in more than one genre but for me multi-genre is in the book like yeah. the you know um because I love it and in the reviews and everything they're like I don't even know what to call this He's, but it was great it's like it this is the best romantic suspense, suspense thriller action <laughs> it's like well, I have a couple of those that we publish. It's taking four or five different genres as a publisher. You know, you have five, five different genres. Where do you put those books? <laughs> you know, it's like, you create a new genre that way. Huh. I don't even know what to call that genre. That's why I always say multi-genre. Yeah. Multi-genre author. And I, I, I actually put the multi-genre because I, I, I tried reading a book that's just one thing like mm-hmm. just romance just mystery and mm-hmm. 
to me, uh, there's been some good ones, but to me, life isn't like that. Life isn't just one thing. It's so, not. It's not so, Hallmark. Exactly. Oh my God. And, and don't get me wrong, because I, I I do I do be having my Hallmark marathons, <laughs> but basically it's the same story. <laughs> it Hallmark has the same story, in you know the same principles for ever for like four or five different ideas. And right. have recycled those four or five different ideas over and over again with different, different movies. Yeah, <laughs> and I have got I actually have wrote Hallmark, the Crown Network, going. Okay, I'm so bored with your um, Christmas things this year. I can't even watch it because it's the same storyline for the past four years. Exactly, different people. But I, I guess I'm just. Yeah. I do. I, I, I binge, I binge watch um, Hallmark around Christmas time. Mm-hmm. I just do because I, I don't know, maybe I'm just happy that way. I don't know. And uh, I, um, do the same thing. <laughs> I binge watch Lifetime on the weekends if I'm not writing mm-hmm. um, the movies. I don't like the, the reality shows. And it's like something. Oh, oh, your screen went like, oh, so, oh, I forgot to silent my calls. <laughs> Send the voicemail. There you go. <laughs> My I'm getting calls, you know. But um, uh, yeah. And then um, I ID channel. I, I I just let that run. Well, I have um IMBD TV, so I'm letting Dr. Quinn just play in the background while I'm doing my work today. Oh, uh, I you know I've never seen that. My sister loves that, and she's always trying to get me to watch it. Well, it's free. <laughs> and it's like. And that I know, um, and because um, um, she's very religious, so she everything she watches is, is like G. Mm-hmm. So she's always been trying to get me to watch um, Little House on the Prairie, mm-hmm. um, Doctor Qu- Medicine Woman, mm-hmm. Doctor Quinn Medicine Woman. Oh, what's that other one? Anna Green Gables. And I'm yeah. like, <laughs> well, I can't do Anna Green Gables. I never got into that one. Uh, Dr. Quinn, I like because it's just something I can have background noise to, and I don't have to worry about all the actiony stuff and all this right. other stuff. Now, if I'm actually sitting down to watch TV, which is very, very seldom, now I'm going to put a action something on. <laughs> I love the action. Yeah, but we are almost out of town. So, where can my, our listeners and our viewers find you? I'm. I'm. You can find my books on um, Amazon, of course, um, um, Barnes and Noble. Um, I, basically, um, uh, Google Play. I think I, I was on iTunes. I'm not sure if I still am. Kindle, Audible. I have six books that are Audible. Um, and uh, I, I'm just, I keep trying different formats and I do even do the, um, the Vela uh, mm-hmm. little short stories. Yes. I, I do that too on Amazon if you, but they're always suspenseful. Yeah. You know, I, 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 I like the romance. My books always have romance in them, but they mm-hmm. always, there's always some mystery to solve and there's always action. There's always somebody getting messed up <laughs> except for my children's series. Yeah. I have a children's series called the learn with me series. Mm-hmm. And um, that's for like um, preschool to third grade. Okay. 
Yeah, you can't really get them messed up in there. Yeah, you go, <laughs> you can't be blowing up stuff. Yeah, you can't do that on children's books. I mean, I have a couple that are out for between fifth grade and eighth grade. Mm-hmm. You really can't get into too much detail. <laughs> right, you can't. No. <laughs> but, but it was, uh, um, yeah, it was so good having this conversation with you. Yes. And I learned something from you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. That, like I said, there's sometimes it's just sitting here and talking to an author about their book. And sometimes I go into teaching mode because I have to share the information I have to help authors get their name out. Now, are you on Twitter and Instagram or any of that? I am on all social media platforms. Okay. Do you um, use your real name? ML Lustrak. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to look at, cause I, I have them all too. Yes. So. I'm going to add you. We and, will keep in touch. And for yeah. our viewers and our listeners, happy reading. take field of greens for their own health. Here's Dr. Ryan Green to explain. We're like you, too much fast food, not enough exercise. That's why I take field of greens. The fruits and vegetables in field of greens support my heart, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism for weight loss. And field of greens promises your doctor will notice your improved health or your money back. Get 15% off with promo code health at fieldofgreens.com. That's promo code health at fieldofgreens.com. Product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.